Good evening, Pirates fans. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Jim Rosati. Joining me tonight is Neil. Neil, it's 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. Pirates are winners in Seattle, 11 to 6 tonight. Um, how's it going for you? I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no, I mean, geez, what a, what a, what a way to kick off this West Coast trip. Um, yeah. Typically... Typically during Mitch Keller starts when we do these post game shows, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of spend a lot of time talking about him first, and we'll get to Mitch Keller. But today, yeah. the uh, the story of the day was the bats, the offense. We've been talking so long about how we've just been starving for power, and mm-hmm. you know the lumber company came out tonight. Seven home runs by the Pirates, and it, and it all started first batter of the game, Andrew McCutcheon, leadoff homer. Um, what, a and against a really good pitcher, George Kirby for, yeah. for the Mariners. So pretty impressive offensive display tonight. Um, again, yeah. 11 run performance, pretty, pretty cool to see they, they needed it. It's interesting that we seemingly can only hit off of right-handed aces. <laughs> um, because what's this now? Erod, Gallon, and Kirby. Who are I mean I guess he, I guess he's not the ace of the Mariners probably Castillo but like really really good right-handed pitching and everyone else we do absolutely nothing against like I think this team collectively shuts down against left-handed pitching which is fascinating um, but yeah no it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun it was hard to believe you know yeah. you, you start you start off the game a bit rough you know you got some runs in but you know we kept straining runners in scoring position you were kind of thinking it's going to be one of those games and then we started hitting everything out of the park well they tie a franchise record tonight with their seven home runs let's kind of go through them all andrew mccutcheon leads off the game with a home run carlos santana finally breaks out of his slump i think this was the longest of his career without a home run if i if i remember correctly he had not homered since mm-hmm. the Pirates home opener. Uh, so he tied the game yeah. in the fourth inning against his former team. Uh, Jack Sawinski, but breaks out of his slump. He homers in the fifth, and then he homers again in the seventh. Um, Hayes homers, who, you know, we've been talking, we need more power out of Hayes. Hayes homers again in the fifth. That was a back-to-back home run, um, home runs between Swinski and Hayes. Mm-hmm. And then to cap things off, um, Marcano homers. And then Brian Reynolds homers in the eighth. Just just a pretty impressive performance against like again, like yeah. George, George, George Kirby. Like George I, Kirby's good. Yeah. The, the broadcast kept talking about how good George Kirby was. And I, I have George Kirby on my fantasy team. I'm just I'm well aware of how good, good this guy is. And so, you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Um surprising. Kirby really did not have his fastball today. 
but it's nice to see us actually take advantage of those mistakes because I think something that we keep seeing over the past three weeks or four weeks, I don't even know how long this slump has been going on for, mm-hmm. is that we're just watching either watching these beautiful pitches go down the middle, we're fouling them off, or we're popping them up. Yeah, And so it was nice to see the bats come together for a night. And yeah, Santana and Sawinski especially, man. They have been atrocious recently. Like no, no, no other words. Like it was, it was very nice. Yeah. Like they're fine. It was, yeah, it was a weird game for Swinski because defensively he looked pretty rough out there in center field. Um, but, but let, let's actually let. And we talked about Swinski a lot last night on NS9 Live. He's he's one of those curious guys where you know what I mentioned was every time that like I think I've made up my mind about the guy. He does a complete 180, right? Like when you, yeah. when when he's when he's on fire and you're like, oh shit, maybe we've got something here. He completely turns into a pumpkin, right? For yeah. for a month at a time, and then once you're ready to write him off and saying this guy, this guy sucks, like he's not even a major leaguer, he goes on this like vicious tear. So yeah. it's it's so frustrating because you see days like today and you're like. Where is this more consistently? Mm-hmm. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully we're maybe this is the start of the next Jack Sawinski hot streak. Who knows? Yeah. And I think I've tweeted this out before. My problem with Jack Sawinski is that he is either the there's no middle ground. He is the best player in baseball, or he is the worst player in baseball. Like basically, and like that's not even an exaggeration. Like that's one hundred percent true. And the problem is, is that it's like seventy-five percent of the time he's the worst player in baseball, because that's just the nature of baseball. Like you're not going to be successful all the time. But when Jack Sawinski's bad, he is a triple A player. Like he's the worst player on the team. And but then you get nights like tonight, where he goes yard, he's hitting the ball well. Um, and I do think. I'm done with the Jack Suwinski experiment in center field, but I understand why he's there because who else are we going to put there? The organization clearly doesn't view Reynolds as a center fielder, which I guess is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, put him in there, but like his routes are so bad. <laughs> his it was rough today. Bad. Yeah. Like it, his yeah. routes are bad. Like he, he, and he makes up for it because like he does hustle very hard. He's fast. And I know the defense, the sabermetrics like him on defense, but the arm strength is bad. His routes are bad. And so with that in mind, I just don't see him ever being a long-term center fielder. And mm-hmm. maybe the Pirates disagree, but I, I don't think he's cut out for it. Yeah, no, I think that's a fair assessment. I mean, you look at him and he's not necessarily making plays that you would think an average center fielder does make uh and today you know cost the pirates you know cost the pirates runs today out there in the outfield so luckily he made it up with the bat uh but but let's kind of stick let's stick with this offense too um sawinski again great great performance hopefully hopefully we got another hot two weeks out of him to come and and we can we can go back to thinking he's good again before he he goes (laughs) He goes off the grid for another month, but yeah, um, but yeah, really, really awesome game from Sawinski. Uh, Andrew McCutcheon, let's let's spend a little more time with him too. He leads off the game, kind of sets the tone with that yeah. leadoff homer. 
the guy just keeps hitting. Like mm-hmm. the the leadoff spot seems like a really good place for him. His on base percentage up to three sixty four now. Um, that was his eighth home run of the year, two hundred ninety fifth of his career. So he's only five yeah. away there. Uh, he's closing in on two thousand career hits. Um, man, like it's it's really impressive to see what Kutch has done because. I don't really know. I mean, the Pirates have been pretty bad in May, but That's outside of, of Kutch and then Marcano, yes. no one's done anything in May. So, like, I can't even imagine where we'd be right now without without Kutch. I mean, and, like, thank God he reached out like to, to sign with his team. I don't think that's terribly fair to someone like Reynolds, like who started off the month of May, like the first 11 games. I think he was hitting over 400. But, yeah, like, Friends. the Kutch – Kutch has been really solid, and even he dipped a bit. Like you could it, obviously, like I mean, he had like over OPS over a thousand in April, and that was never going to like you know he's not Aaron Judge, but um, you know he he's been really a breath of fresh air. You know, four hard hit balls today, um, on base twice. Um, it was it's nice to see and. I don't know about you. It was every single home run looked like they were going to be easy pop ups, except Suwinski's like first home run. I, when I saw Cutches first, I'm like, "Well, that's that, that's an easy pop up." But no, he's mm-hmm. he's seeing the ball really well. He's walking a lot. He's hitting the ball hard, and he he does not look 36 years old. I'll tell you that no. much. Yeah, he, he he's running as fast as some of the the fastest guys in the league. It's pretty incredible what he's doing with his sprint speed. He almost caught Austin Hedges on the Brian Reynolds triple. Yeah. Um. To to your point here, the home runs. Uh. Let's see. Brian Hayes. This is what kind of surprised me. Yeah, because you look at them off the bat, and not every every one of them. Now some of them were crushed. Like Reynolds' home run was crushed. Zelensky's yeah. home runs were crushed. Um, Marcano's home run was, was hit, was crushed. Um, but like Kutch's home run is a home run in 19 parks. Cabrian Hayes' home run was a home run in 14 parks. Santana's in 22. Um, so in in PNC would would not have been a home run for Santana, uh, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was just, it was crazy because I feel like, um, we, we have not played too many games in Seattle, right? Yeah. You you kind of always hear about like this when you go to the West Coast. It gets it gets night. Um, you get this marine layer coming in, and and I don't know if that just doesn't exist in Seattle or what. But whatever was going on there today, the balls were flying. Well, the funny thing is that I'm almost positive. I'm looking at this right now. I'm pretty sure Seattle's the most pitcher friendly park in baseball. I am right. Yeah, by Statcast, yeah. the That's most pitcher friendly ballpark in baseball. And so the hit seven home runs as an offense is just really, really struggling. It makes absolutely no sense, but I am 100% here for it. Like it has been, tonight was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I I hope it's not like the D-back series where like we scored all our runs in that one game and then chose not to score anything else the next two games. Like we need a series win in the worst way possible. The Brewers are falling off a cliff. The Cubs are falling off a cliff. Like the division is ours to take it. Like we can take the division, but like it it needs to be where 
you can pick up Mitch Keller when he's not at his best. Because if you told us coming into tonight, Mitch Keller was going to give up six runs, you would have you would have gone to bed. You would have said, it's not worth my time. Would, no post-game show. <laughs> canceled. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, um, so very refreshing change of pace. I, I think that, I mean, that's a good point because, you know, up to this point in the year, Mitch Keller has been the one kind of uh, picking up the offense, right? Yeah. And and tonight it was nice to see the offense pick up Mitch Keller. And and it was a weird game for Keller. Listen, I, I want to get into that. Maybe not quite yet. We still have some more to talk yeah. about on the offense. But um, I do want to hit on a couple other people here. Uh, Brian Reynolds, three hits tonight, uh, three for four, four runs batted in. He stole a base. Uh, hit the home run, again, was kind of a majestic shot there in the eighth. Yeah. Uh, and then Marcano. We, we keep kind of bringing his name up as far as, you know, is there finally someone in this revolving door of shortstops that we've been trying since Cruz has gone down mm-hmm. who's, like, actually taking the reins, who can play the position, and he's, he's competent at the plate. And uh, this little run that Marcano's on since he's been getting regular playing time has been, has been good. And he's been hitting the ball hard. Like, today, the home run, 103 miles an hour. He hit a double 102 miles an hour. He lined out 99 miles an hour. So the guy is hitting the ball hard. He's getting the barrel to the ball. Uh, mm. Just it's it's impressive to see his development since yeah. since like when he was acquired to last year. Still not really looking that great, but kind of had flashes here and there last year. And this year, like he's looking like someone who's like he's he's contributing at the big league level in a positive way. Yeah. Um. And I, I don't want to like jump to like any major conclusions about Marcano. I'm very, very happy to see him. Like, cause like, I think there's been articles published and I haven't read them, but like, apparently like, he's really changed his approach. He's hitting the ball hard, hard, harder. Like he's, he, he looks like a different hitter at the plate. And that makes me excited. Um, I don't, I need to see a larger sample size though to like be 100% convinced. Like, yes, he is, he is the guy who can platoon with Castro, you know, or he's mm-hmm. the guy who can back up for Cruz all the time. Because if he hits like this, I mean, that's an everyday starter at second base. Like, you have, if you're, if you have an 800 OPS at second base, that is incredible stuff. Um, but at the very least, he is someone who is playing himself onto a major league roster and will get playing time. And at the very least, if Marcano is hitting like this and he's on your bench, that's a pretty good bench piece to have. And, you know, we talk about the lack of depth on this team and there is a lack of depth, but he is helping that lack of depth like in a really nice way. He really, yeah, he, he really is because you, we were getting to the point where it was like, there's no one on this team who can fill this shortstop position. Uh, and, and now that he's gotten kind of this, this run of playing time, it's just so refreshing because like, you don't yeah. have to put Castro there who obviously playing out of his element of shortstop. You don't have to play Chris Owings where at one point I was on this, I, I was on, on a show being like, Hey, I just want someone who can make routine plays at shortstop. If that's Chris, Chris Owings play Chris Owings. Like I don't even care at this point. But the fact that Marcano has taken the reins, he's making the routine plays. He's not really doing anything spectacular defensively. He's making a decent play here and there. 
but he's yeah. doing things that like an average shortstop should be doing in the major yeah. leagues. Uh, and and he's hitting like the fact that he's hitting like that just that that's icing on the cake. Uh, but yeah, really, really developing into uh, a nice little player. Again, I agree with you. Like we need to see more of this. Like mm-hmm. I'm not ready to to crown him. You know, Cruz's backup for the the long term, or or you know, we're not, I'm not going to just like put put his pen. Put I'm not going to like write in pen. You know, his name in the second base lineup for years to come. But yeah. you're seeing some positive signs and actual growth and development from the previous two Capita Marcanos that we've seen. Yeah. And like, he's still a bit of a slapstick hitter. Like I, I see a lot of comparisons to Adam Frazier. I think a lot of, because he was in the Adam Frazier trade. Um, and you know, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Adam Frazier, but if you get an everyday Adam Frazier player, that is valuable. That is someone who can come in, he can get hits He's never going to be a big power guy. Um, you know, like is like a hundred if you if you're hitting the ball 103 miles an hour, you're not gonna hit consistent home runs if that's the biggest you're if that's the most you're hitting it. Mm-hmm. But I I am here for it. <laughs> like I am all aboard um Marcano becoming a major league baseball player and congrats to him because it, it was it, he was great tonight. Um, yeah. one other guy, go ahead. He's better than Chris Owings, like, so much better. Yeah, yeah. Like, like right now, he's he's better than Chris Owings. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, I, I do want to talk about one other guy. We give him a lot of shit whenever he deserves his shit. Today, he deserves a little bit of credit. Jiwon Bay gets to start at second base today. Um, he's he's been hitting the ball, like putting the ball in play. Like his batting average for may hasn't been his issue right like he's yeah he is actually getting hits for the past yeah. month the problem is when he's been getting hits it's been worthless because he yes. immediately is running himself into outs on the base paths uh today he gets two hits but he doesn't like do anything crazy on the bases he's not yeah. running into outs he ends up scoring a run by just staying put and just moving from base to base uh, one inning. Uh, yeah. So that was, I, I my personal feelings on G1 Bay aside, right? Um, mm. There, I do believe that he possesses skills to be a useful major league baseball player. Um, the, the problem with G1 Bay up to this point in the year is that he hasn't been able to showcase those skills consistently because yeah. he's just not, he, he's, he's not, playing the game in a way that he should be playing the game uh, today you finally saw i mean and he, he shows it in spurts where it's like this guy can change games sometimes but then yeah. in other in other times you're like what is this person doing he drives you so crazy because you know that like the speed is elite like there, there's no yeah. ifs ands or buts about it the speed is elite so like use it in, in a productive way. And when he yeah. doesn't, and in, he instead uses it in a way to run himself into outs, it's frustrating. Today, he kind of played within his element and he contributed to the offense. Didn't mm-hmm. He wasn't a detriment anyway. So, yeah, I mean, he might be the dumbest baseball player I've ever seen play at the major league level. But yeah, like he just wasn't given the opportunity to do that today. Like he wasn't able to steal or take massive leadoffs. And that's refreshing. I think the way that I've started to contextualize him is that he doesn't strike out. 
he hits the ball, but he doesn't hit the ball very well. And so I kind of see him as Kevin Newman, but with insane speed, where Kevin Newman will just ground out the shortstop every time and sometimes hit the ball to the outfield. But Bay has the speed to where he can beat out infield hits. They can turn singles into doubles. My main issue is that he has no baseball IQ. Yeah. And so he did hit 302. He has hit 302 this month, but I would have to ask how many runs has he driven? Like how many hits has he gotten with runners in scoring position? Because I can't imagine that number is very high. How many times has he ruined the bait, the time he got on base because he threw, got himself out and his defense is still a liability. And so he does deserve yeah. it tonight. He was good tonight, even though he, I think he was over two with runners in scoring position. Um, but he is a rookie, so like he, you know, needs time to develop. I just, I'm not sure I'm seeing more than a career bench player, and that's okay. Fair, you know? yeah. Because <laughs> like he's a guy you can use as a defensive sub and center, second base, shortstop. He can pinch run. He can, you know, he has he has usefulness. Like any team in the major leagues would take Juwan Bay as their 26th guy on the roster. I just, I, I, I feel like the 302 batting average this month is a little misleading. Maybe that's because of my personal feelings about him, but I don't know. He annoys me as a player, so I might. Be. I, no, I mean, and and I mean, all that's understandable. I, I get it. I, you mentioned, you know, Kevin Newman. I, I feel like the main the, the main difference there is if G1 Bay does need to probably get better, like ball like bat to ball skills he's striking out yeah. more than you would want somebody with that speed to do uh yeah. he is young like like mark brings up here he's just 23 so you know he's got time to figure that out but like a 25 percent strikeout rate with somebody with that type of, type of speed you want that guy's strikeout rate to be around 10 percent probably yeah get that and you know and that'll just generate more hits which generates more you know havoc on the base path so um it, it was a positive uh, he showed signs of life today um, obviously we need to see more of that from Bay. Yeah. Uh, if, if he's going to play a role on this team, like I said, it was, it was a step in the right direction. He didn't do anything dumb. Uh, he didn't cost the team any runs today. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when he's on and we can kind of harness that skill set that he has, he can be, he can be a problem for other yeah. teams. And like, you know, I think you talk about his 23. I mean, Marcano's 23. Castro was 23. I think Sawinski has to be, what, 24? Um, Yeah, Sawinski's 24. Like, we are talking about a bunch of very, very young baseball players who all have, like, skills that they can bring to the game. Like, they all have Mm -hmm. skills, but... When you like look at each of those players, you kind of have to keep them where this team was constructed in mind in the first place, which was a very platoon heavy team where you don't play every day. You play in the position you're put best put to succeed. And that way you provide the most value because I, I just don't see like those guys become all four of those guys becoming everyday major league baseball players. But mm-hmm. if you use them correctly, 
as bench pieces and rotate them in and out, like you do have something special. You can use Jack and Bay's speed. You can use Castro's power. You can use Swinson's power. You can use Marcano's defensive flexibility. Like all of those guys have tools that can contribute to the major league team. But I struggle to see a lot of them being like everyday starters on a contending Pirates team, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. So a lot of talk there about the offense, and they deserved it today, 11 runs. Uh, let's shift focus to the pitching staff. Um, I don't really want to talk about Dwayne Underwood Jr. again, really ever no. again. So we'll, we'll, <laughs> he, he pitched a scoreless ninth. That's that's enough to say there. Um, let's end with Keller. So let's talk about the seventh and eighth inning. Johan Ramirez comes in, and, and I, I tweeted this out tonight, but I'm not necessarily to the point where – like I'm not ready to declare Johan Ramirez good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not there yet. But the stuff is very enticing. It's yeah. uh it's very it's very good. The sinker is one of the better sinkers I've seen, you know, as of late. Uh really heavy sinker. I think he's due for a little bit of regression. He's got like a 93% left on base rate, which is completely unsustainable. So, yeah. you know, there's going to be a little bit of regression there. Uh, but as long as he can limit the walks, which is what he's been doing so far this season, it's been a struggle for him in the past. Mm-hmm. If he can limit the base runners via a walk, he can be effective. And he has been effective all year doing that. Yeah, I, I am a huge Johan Ramirez fan. I, I would like, and I think I've said this before on post-game shows, I want to see him when we aren't up by five runs. I think that's the big thing because, like, he has the stuff. And I'm sure they have very good reasons for why he hasn't been put in high-lever situations. But I don't know. Like, the sinker is filth. Um, And what I like most about him as a reliever is that he just limits the hard contact. People do not hit the ball hard off of Johan Oviedo. Um, And so, yeah, he walks people. And you're right. What you said, ninety percent something left on base. Like that's never going to stay that high. Ninety three percent. Ninety. That's insane. Um, and probably a lot of that's just because like the game is so out of reach. To, like you know, teams aren't trying as hard. If the, um, but no, like I would like to see him get a chance to take that seventh inning role spot because we don't really have a seventh inning guy. Like we've been rotating through people like Stevenson, maybe hold. Um, I don't know. The, the bullpen names are escaping me, but I would like to see him try it out. And if it's not, you know, that's okay. He can be more of a six inning guy or like the guy to come in when you're up or down by three runs and you need someone like to put a clamp on the game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very encouraged. I, I've mm-hmm. enjoyed watching him pitch every time he takes them out. Yep. I, um, I'm, I'm like officially to the point where, um, He's got my attention. That's that's where I'm at. Like I'm not I'm not ready to declare anything one way or the other, but like Johan Ramirez, you've got you've got my attention. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Mitch Keller. Mitch Keller day. So we're 27 minutes in. We haven't talked about Mitch Keller yet. Um easily his worst start of the year. Uh he yeah. goes six plus innings. He gives up six runs. Uh he does keep his streak alive of striking out at least eight batters. This was a sixth straight start, striking out eight batters or more. 
it, it was a weird start for him because like at times he looked really good, like dominant. And then at times like he, I mean, he, he got, he got hit pretty hard, gave up, gave up a couple homers, gave up seven hits, walked two batters. Like it was, a, it was a, it was a kind of an inconsistent outing, but I think what's interesting about this outing and how you can kind of, kind of know that Keller's turned the corner. Like, even though he gave up six runs in six innings, it's a bad start. Yeah. It was just one of those starts where still, like, he gave up six runs, but he didn't look like a pitcher who was giving up six runs. Like, he he still looked like Mitch Keller. It was just, like, some events happened, and they didn't go his way. And, and here we are at the end of the game, and, you know, the line's not – not good, uh, yeah. but you know the Pirates win, and somehow he gets a win. You know, doing doing what he did, but uh, yeah, it was it was a weird start. What were your what were your thoughts just kind of watching him throughout the night? My thoughts were that like he didn't pitch badly enough to where I think six earned runs were deserved. If that makes any sense, like I legitimately like his stuff. He had good stuff today. Like there were some of his breaking balls. Like I, I think specifically on that, like that strikeout, the three pitch strikeout to Kellenic. Yeah, like, he, he had absolute filth at times during this game. Um, I, I it was weird. It's like he, he he walked a few players. You know, I I don't think like all the hits he gave up were necessarily like really great hits. You know, you, know, you don't want no. the two home runs, but you know. I almost, but you you can't groove pitches to JP Crawford like that. So I think it was. I don't think he deserved to give up six runs, but the mistakes he made were punished, and they were punished pretty hard because it, that that pitch to Crawford was right over the heart of the plate. It was but, a cookie, and he had a six run lead. Like to be fair, yeah. like he, he, but yeah, he gave him a cookie. <laughs> yeah, and you know, but and but like. I think I mentioned it. It's nice that he was picked up, even though he didn't have his best stuff. Um, but yeah, it's very weird. It's like I don't know if you. I don't think he pitched that badly. No, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I, he did either. Yeah, and like you know, I I, it, I don't, if Sawinski fields that ball correctly in center, Cal Rally doesn't score. Cal Rally's not a fast guy, no. um, and he gets he probably gets out of the inning. Obviously, that you, you can't know that, but mm-hmm. I trust in Keller enough and. You know, Julio is Julio. I know he's been bad this year, but I mean, can you think of like times where like he just looks terrible with the stuff? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like at no point during yeah. his six runs that he gave up was I like Keller looks bad. Yeah. The the, the hit by pitch where he hit um who who did he hit like in the Ty France? Ty France, I think it may have been France, yeah. Yeah. Um, he kind of came up and in, hit his helmet. Like that was yeah. a bad pitch. Like that was he completely missed his spot. That was that was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like for the most part, I thought he looked good. Like you mentioned before, the stuff was great. He dominated Kellenic kind of like all night. That he was he was just yeah. feeding him those sweepers, and Kellenic had nothing to wanted no part part of it. Uh, but it was it was it was one of those outings where, yeah, like your ace is gonna do this from time to time, but like he didn't. When, when um, I guess to put it in a way, like when Rich Hill gives up six runs, Rich Hill looks bad. Yeah. You know? But mm-hmm. Mitch Keller gives up six runs tonight, and he didn't look bad. Like, he didn't look bad it, doing it. Sometimes that happens. Like, sometimes you can pitch really well, 
and MLB hitters are still going to hit it because they're MLB hitters and they're really good at their job. So, like, concern levels for Keller are basically non-existent. He's still got those eight strikeouts. Um, yeah, it was just a weird game. <laughs> like, again, yeah. um, seven home runs. Like, the ball was flying. Um, but, like, here's the thing. Like, he gave up six earned runs, seven hits, only five hard-hit balls the entire night by Miss Keller. Yeah, like I said, he he looked good. Like yeah. he for it was one of the best six run outings I've ever seen someone yeah. someone, someone pitch. Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was it was kind of I think it was kind of watching like the Zach Gallon game where like mm-hmm. it's like Zach Gallon looked fine, like his stuff looked good. We were just hitting his stuff. Yeah, and sometimes, sometimes that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. So like, really, I, I mean, it's a it's a. It's a kind of a blip in the radar there for his season, but I, I don't expect this to like spiral into no. anything out of control. He because he looked like the same Keller for the most part. Um, keeping him in the seventh, a little bit of an interesting decision, especially being so cautious with him his last time out. Yeah. Shelton brings him back on to the seventh inning, and that's where he gave up those fifth and sixth runs. Yeah, uh, in, with a six-run lead. I, I mean, looking in hindsight, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like Pirates mm-hmm. won eleven to six, right? So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. But I, I probably, I was surprised they put they brought him back out there. I did too. I mean, the decision last game with the eighty four pitches made a lot of sense. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, anyone saw like, Shelton's answer post game, but basically he was like, I think it was like he was tipping his pitches out of the stretch, and so we didn't want to send them back out there because mm-hmm. they, um, or there's something, or sorry, it was his release point. His release yeah. point out of the stretch was not good. So he's like, Shelton pulled. And like, I'm fine with that. You know, we lost the game, but that's a fine move. It then doesn't make a whole lot of sense to then trot him back out there for the seventh inning when you're up six runs on 93 pitches. Yeah. I, I don't get that move. And again, it doesn't matter in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, I was, you know, I, I, I'm a big Shelton defender. I don't think he's as bad as people say. I didn't get that move at all. And yeah. luckily it didn't cost us. <laughs> yep. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Let's, let's get this thing wrapped up. Uh, but yeah, really, really nice win. Nice game to watch. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to stay up late on for a West coast game, this is what you want to see. Right. Yeah. Uh, so 11 to six win. pirates move to 26 and 24, the brewers lose tonight. So the pirates are now just a half game out of first place, despite winning just six games this month kind of wild it's crazy I, I don't know how that's happening um some news for tomorrow that was uh that was just uh just just you know said on twitter here uh vince velasquez will start tomorrow for the pirates uh Rowanzi Contreras was scheduled to start there are no plans yet to determine what the rotation is going to look like after tomorrow but vince velasquez will start tomorrow okay so if I if I see Luis Ortiz's name in the Vince Velasquez tweet tomorrow from the Pirates, I'm going to be very, very upset. Yeah. <laughs> That's all so, I have to say about that. Yeah. So we'll uh Vince Vinny V is back tomorrow. Um so that's a uh it's an afternoon game tomorrow, I believe. Um, game two Saturday, four ten PM Eastern time. Um, and the Pirates face another good one. Luis Castillo seen a lot of them when with his time with the Reds. So, uh, yeah, 
Vince Velasquez, Luis Castillo tomorrow, 4.10 p.m. Eastern. Hopefully the Pirates can finally win a May series. That would be incredible. Uh, have not won a series yet this month. So that's all I got, though. Neil, anything else to add before we, uh, before we hop out of here? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> We're good. All right, guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, like, subscribe, all that stuff. If you don't know yet, NS9 tailgate next Saturday at PNC Park. If you're going to the game, check it out. We're going to be in uh, the lot kind of right there by um, like uh, Southern Tier Brewing right right in that area. So that's a gold lot. I forget which number, but uh, it'll be in the comments here. Cody, if you're listening, comment it. Uh, but uh, yeah, NS9 tailgate, we'll be doing a live podcast from the uh, tailgate as well. So if you're in Pittsburgh, going to the game, come by. Say hi, enjoy some food, some beer, all that good stuff. But uh, that's all. Pirates went 11 to 6, 26 and 24 on the season. We'll catch you tomorrow, guys. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video, and subscribe to the page. It helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.